Around the Barrel starts now. Good evening, Swally Sweet here with the CSF. Uh, welcome to the fall season of uh, CSF Down the Barrel. Uh, with me tonight uh, is Michael Stone. Uh, we've got uh, David and Travis joining us from Carlton University. Uh, missing tonight is Dave, the president, and he's sitting this one out, so I'll be doing sponsorship for him. So I'm going to do that right now. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Cabela's, uh, the Cabela's Outdoor Fund. Whenever you round up your purchases at the Cabela's, that goes to their outdoor fund, which uh, helps pay for programs such as ours. Uh, Stitzville Shooting Ranges in Ontario, thank you very much for your patronage. Uh, Vortex Canada, Vortex Nation, uh, they're a sponsor of ours. And I think they've given us some swag as well, haven't they, Michael? Uh, we they um, gave away one of their guns, didn't we? Or what, some, one of their... Um, some... they, they gave us a scope for one of our webinars oh, to give away. That's right. Uh, our first yeah. uh, ribfire rifle webinar. Yeah. We yeah, I'm building up our sponsorship here. Next up is Beretta. We got some nice swag from them as well. Uh, Beretta, if you're watching, I've run out of hats. Please send more. <laughs> and uh, big announcement, uh, Savage has come on as a sponsor as well. Um, I believe that's America Savage. Savage Canada. Yeah. Oh, is it Savage Canada? I was messaging Dave. He wasn't quite sure. Uh, Savage Canada, thank you very much. Uh, see what I just said about sending swag or guns. Um, and then, yeah, thank you very much to all of uh, our sponsors for keeping us alive and well. All right, so uh, episode one here, fall season. We're just going to do a, a CSF only episode today. Uh, Michael, did you have anything new in firearms? Did you blow by that? Uh, no, nothing, nothing today. Nothing today? Okay. Yeah, you were at the range recently. We met yesterday, first time in real life. Yes, it's Wally and I finally, after hours of speaking on this podcast, we met in person, um, which is funny. I didn't actually recognize you. Um, I know. Which I, it was quite embarrassing. I, I didn't realize... I wasn't expecting you to be like physically large. Like, I'm not saying like you're you fat. Can, you, you're can just... say, you can say fat. No, I, I mean, you're just a very strong person, just big, which I, I like. I, I like the term muscular. It's a combination <laughs> between fat and muscular. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I saw you shot one round, um, which uh, I think you, you brought a gun from someone. Yeah. Um, Jason from. Um, Jason from uh, BCD. BCD. Yeah, oh, you, he you, had you, a, shot, you shot his 590. Sure. Yeah, that's what like the, yeah, the he big had heavy uh, pump action Mossberg. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a tank. Um, definitely not meant for, for clays. But, yeah. Fuck, uh, I need a bottle opener. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just made a big dent in my wife's chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I borrowed his. I, I started off strongly. It was my first time shooting skeet. And uh, trap. Uh, trap, sorry, yeah. Dave's gonna hate me for that. Yeah, first time shooting trap, um, went terrible seven out of 25. That's pretty normal, yeah. yeah. So I could have, I could have probably saved a little bit of money there and just loaded like every second. I just could have said pull and they couldn't have sent anything and I could have just fired. <laughs> you know, I th like the first time I, I think I shot single digits too. Um, mm -hmm. I think especially it's really hard when you're borrowing somebody else's shotgun that adds to the whole extra layer of difficulty because you don't know how it patterns yeah um like personally i really like a high shooting gun and if i shoot anything else i'm terrible so you just have to find I, had a, for you. I had a fellow behind me who uh was helping a little bit paul he goes there to our, our range yeah in poco and, and he was telling me like keep a barrel keep a barrel below it yeah and always try and get it before it arc before it arcs and goes down because it mm -hmm. it falls a lot quicker than it rises so he gave me some good tips that unfortunately didn't help but they were good tips. I just weren't implementing them properly. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to to listen and do the same thing. 
There's a guy at the range, and I don't know if you saw, with a KS7 shooting trap, which is quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the Keltec uh, bullpup shotgun. Um, had a red dot on it. Yeah, and I think it had maybe like a 12 or 14 inch barrel, but it's bullpup too. So it's like just the tiniest little package because it's it's just barrel and stock. That's it. Um, I think he shot almost like like 10 or 12. Um, very impressive. Really? Yeah, I've not, I didn't know shotguns came with bullpup. I guess there's no reason why they wouldn't. Yeah, it's really has almost no benefit. It's and they, they really <laughs> recoil. The recoil is really harsh off a uh, bullpup shotgun. Really, um, something about I think like the the like the action just being further back, and there's just nothing to absorb that uh, force into your shoulder. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, I'm not going to quit my day job over over uh, that, <laughs> but uh, I might I might give it another try. Last time I shot shotgun was ten or eleven years ago. I had to qualify on a shotgun for for a job I was doing. Yeah, uh, I should add that correctional officer, not not bank robbery. Hmm. <laughs> But uh, no, it was good fun. Um, so yeah, I spoke to Jason as well. We should uh, we should do that more. Yeah, I think potentially in another two weeks we might be out there again. So, mm-hmm. all right. So let's move on to our guests, David, Travis, Travis. You've been on before, David. You're brand new. Yep. Yeah. And and uh, why don't you guys uh, remind us who you are? Travis, you go first. All right. I'm the uh, CUSF programs director, so I'm in charge of all the uh, the fun events that we put on. We have a know a team of people working behind the scenes to get everything up and running and we got a, a a busy year scheduled so it'll be a lot better than last year that's for sure nice i i wrote down a bunch of stuff i'm going to ask you about in a minute here travis so we'll, we'll definitely get back to the to the calendar and then uh, david who are you well i'm uh the new president for uh, cu shotgun so the carlton skeet team and uh I'm really excited for the busy year because it's been pretty, it's been pretty bad with COVID. Do you find, do you guys find there's a lot of backlog of, of events that are people trying to fit in now before for new year? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly though, the biggest issue is just Carlton. It's the, it's the biggest barrier of entry right now for us. How do you mean? Uh, it's been really slow with trying to just progress the club, get funding, mm-hmm. become, cause we're not actually like a, a Ravens competitive club. We're just a normal club and mm-hmm. we want to be like the hockey team and like all of those other teams. Um, they're not accepting applications this year due to COVID. They Fair weren't enough. accepting them last year due to COVID. Fair enough. I got a quick question here from a viewer. I'm going to read it for the listeners. How much of your organization are, are competitive trap shooters? So we are called the trap and skeet team. We only shoot competitively for skeet. Um, that being said, we aren't competitive trap shooters, but a lot of us are quite good at uh, trap, except for uh, except for our old president Jordan. He uh, okay. <laughs> he struggles a little bit with trap, but uh, everyone else is pretty pretty solid at it. We just don't do it competitively. I, um, I've been pushing Dean to make sure that you guys sign up for the trap part of it as well you can't just do the skeet league you got to do the trap too we do it we do all of our events are mainly trap um for new shooters um just because it's hard to book a skeet field honestly Mm -hmm. but and it's traps honestly a little easier for new people to uh to get a hold of it's just a bit more straightforward Mm -hmm. uh is there really that much animosity between trap and skeet (laughs) yeah yeah. Having never shot either, but talked to a lot of people who are 
high level shooters. Like we had a, a webinar for intro to shotguns, right? So we got, mm -hmm. you know, Olympic level trap skeeters, uh, trap shooters and national level skeet shooters, Dean. And uh, we had Emily Brown and Susan Nastras on, and they, they like to rip each other. You know, so it, it's pretty funny to see the dialogue back and forth. Yeah. Both of them I think that their, their discipline is superior. <laughs> that's uh dean i had him on with david early on i think when we first started yeah he's very uh very particular he's a very particular he's, individual he's the coach for the carlton yeah he is uh, our coach yeah. Team. so yeah. uh yeah we don't have a trap coach or anything like that so you know once in a while we'll shoot some trap but for the most part it's just skeet because that's you know our coach is uh skeet pro and i think most of our group actually just like skeet more yeah fair enough i've got another question here i'm going to read it as well for the listeners and maybe you guys can translate what the hell this person's saying i'd like to join maybe sometime as a member of ufc fa i'm an ro with them oh range officer all right so ufc calgary yeah they have a pretty big club brad mm -hmm. is the guy to talk to about clubs and uh, i'm not sure who the president is there but their, their club is active and it's pretty large you can follow them. I think they have a Facebook uh, page that you can follow them on if you're looking to get involved. Mm -hmm. David is or sorry, Dave. Dave, the president, he's down in Calgary. He can probably hook up. Yeah, uh, with some people down there. I'd be surprised if he didn't know anybody on site. Yeah. Um, cool. Is there? I should ask actually while we're still on trap versus skeet. Is, do you guys find you use different shotguns for different uh, things? Uh, theoretically, you uh, you should you should, but most we people... are university students, so we've got a limited budget. Uh, usually, usually one shotgun. Um, we have one guy who who's actually using the KS seven for skeet. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I, yeah. I gave him my my uh, my Beretta to uh, to shoot because I couldn't watch. It was it was hard to watch that. But yeah, typically, typically you do have a a longer barreled. Uh, shotgun for for trap mm -hmm. yeah yeah we, we go through all that stuff in the the webinar it's on youtube so there's the shotgun 101 we we did that to uh be kind of an instructional video because we're going to be rolling out a uh, shotgun 101 clinic so it's okay you want to be part of the firearms club but you've never handled a shotgun before well come to our clinic by the end of the day you'll be busting clays hopefully and uh we kind of went through again with Susan and Emily and Dean, all the, uh, the different types of shotguns and what's appropriate for trap, what's appropriate for skeet. You know, like David said, you, you just grab whatever gun you have to, to get going and over under is obviously better for, for skeet. If you can, if you can go that way, if not, you know, you have your Mossberg 500 or uh, a lot of semis, a lot of yeah. semis. That's what I recommend if you're, uh, looking if you're on a budget and you can't get uh, a nicer over under a semi is probably the best i wouldn't want to shoot skeet with a pump no that'd be tough but lots of people start with the maverick do it. too yeah, right people do it that's probably one yeah, of the most popular work. entry level skeet shotguns you can get for a pump right so yep uh, another question here from rico yeah how many members do you have at the carlton club so we've got uh, roughly 20 actual members, um, 10 of which are licensed and are shooting with us. Uh, the other 10 we've just got through COVID. Um, we've been reaching out. And so they're doing their pals right now. Um, but we've got about 20 members. And then hopefully by winter, 
um, we'll have 20 active members. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, Facebook users back here uh, would like to join the podcast as a member of the University of Calgary Firearms Team Association to talk about our club. Facebook user, you're coming up as just Facebook user. Message myself or Michael on Facebook. Swally Swede for me, Michael Stone for him. And yeah. uh, we'll talk and uh, we can set up an episode. Um, all right. Um, who wants to start, Travis or Dave? Travis. Uh, yeah, sure. Travis. <laughs> no, you do it. Okay. Yeah. Follow your lead. So, yeah. I've got, I've got on my list here. You, uh, we've got the uh, league trap and skeet. We kind of touched a little bit about that. What's yeah, up? we can we can start with that. So this year, uh, we're doing things a little differently. Uh, previously, we've just done kind of a fall tournament and a spring tournament. This year, we wanted to get a league going. So what we're doing is uh, once a month, students will shoot uh, around a trap or skeet and submit their scores. That is going to be tracked. We're doing uh, September, October, November, January, February, March. So you're going to have you know six opportunities to shoot. Your best four scores are going to count. And uh, hopefully we'll have a league champion come April for a skeet and trap. Um, we're going to have also our fall classic tournament. So that's going to be in October. Um, most of the league events you can shoot anytime during the month. It's just your score has to be emailed to us before the end of the month type thing. But for October, it's going to be the first two weeks uh, of the month because that's your league score is going to double as our fall classic tournament score. So you're kind of shooting both at the same time. It's a standalone event, but you know if if it's one of your best scores, it's going to count towards towards your league score. And really, what we want to focus on is getting people out shooting regularly, seeing if we, seeing how they do and if they can improve their scores as they go. Um, Hopefully, right? Yeah, seven, I mean, seven out of twenty-five. Room for improvement there. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the trap and skeet league. Um, you mentioned again, fall, you mentioned fall classic. What is that? So that's the tournament in October. So okay. for for shotgun, it's gonna we're gonna have a skeet division and a trap division. Again, we're hoping uh, that we're gonna do both. Choose to do both, yeah. Um, so we're, I think previously we had about twenty five people participate in our tournaments. We're hoping to get at least that. I think we should be able to double that this year. Mm -hmm. I'm being I'm being ambitious. Um, we're gonna have some sweet prizes to give away to. They're all gonna be based on participation. So like, say you, you shoot uh, September, October, November, and we're going to have a draw in December type thing for, mm -hmm. you know, our, our new sponsor gave us some, Savage gave us some Stevens over under shotguns. So, oh. yeah. So, you know, like if you participate September, October, November, that's three entries to win a Stevens. So, you know, we're trying to figure out what that carrot is to dangle in front of you guys to, nice. to, get, to get you out shooting. We're going to have some prize like that for the, uh, the October Fall Classic Tournament. We're also going to have the the national uh, tournament in April, so it's a, a cumulative event for the year. All the league scores are going to be out of fifty, so it's two rounds. the mm -hmm. The national tournament is going to be out of hundred, so you're going to have four rounds of trapper skeet. And uh, yeah, we're we're really leaning heavy on our shotgun program this year. We're very excited to to it's get in that. The, it's in the logo right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so. Um, the other things that we're running in programs, we also have a Rimfire Rifle League. So that's in partnership with the Law Rimfire Precision Series. Uh, they run monthly courses of fire 
at ranges all across Canada, and we're able to get a uh, CUSF division set up. So again, it's going to be uh, September, October, November, uh, January, February, March courses of fire. And that one's going to go based off your uh, average hit percentage from your best four events out of six. And kind of same thing, you know, we got some Savage B-22 precision rifles to give away as prizes for people who participate. And um, the the infrastructure is there. So it's a matter of um, of getting people uh, to the ranges closest to them and making them aware that that this exists. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we need to push that out. Um, it's an incredibly cheap shot. I shoot exclusively 22 right now, and it's a way to go for a university student as well. Absolutely. You know, you, you can get a... Yeah. I saw Cabela's had a 1022 on sale this weekend, $300. That's not bad. For for a 1022. It's basic. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you throw a, a Vortex scope on it for a couple hundred bucks, and you're, you're ready to shoot. You, you don't really need anything else. The, the outlaw precision tournaments are 100 meters. So you shoot at 25, 50, 75, and 100 yards, I think. So you're, you're fairly close distance. You can you can get set up pretty quick and pretty cheap to to mm-hmm. do that. And uh, that that's like you said, it's positional shooting. You the the obstacles are pretty standard. I think it's like a ladder, sawhorse, um, oil oil no, drum, no crates, oil oh, drum. No crates. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's lots of information on it online, and we're we're hoping to get people more interested in that because again, it's cheap. It it's readily available yeah. and it's kind of yeah. going across Canada. And it's a, it's a really, it's a copy paste uh, event. You can, like you were saying, you set it up anywhere really. Yeah. You just, it's, need it's, a, it's like a standard format is what I'm trying to say. Like it's a very standard format for the outlaw thing. Yeah. It's the, the same five or six barricades every month and uh, you can get a steel set and you know, it's, it's going to use, I think Gong Joe has a steel set for a couple hundred bucks that, that they use as a standard steel set mm-hmm. and th- there are ranges all over Canada. It's all done through practice score. So you just make a practice score account and look to see where there's events nearby. We have some people reaching out to, to see um, if the events that are currently running will be open to our students. Mm-hmm. So we're doing some work behind the scenes to get that out and we'll, we'll be in touch with the executives soon enough of, of all the clubs. Um, Cool. We, should try, we should try and get something like that out here, eh, Michael. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, with, the, with the amount of people we had doing shotgun on, on Sunday, or you guys had, I just fucking showed up at the end. Um, what was that? Like two dozen, three dozen people? About 30 people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So keep those same people and just drag them into 22, uh, 22 range. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the difference is that uh, shotgun is definitely more beginner friendly. Um, you can kind of hand anybody a shotgun and say, there's a target, shoot at it. Um, there's a lot more instruction that's required for, you know, sort of precision rimfire shooting. Yeah. Um, well, they're looking by some of the kit that some of those boys had on them and lady, cause I think I saw one of those as well. There's one. Yeah. Uh, some of them, I think they probably could handle themselves on a 22 range as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a lot more organizing, which yeah. I'm interested in, but, uh, that's a big challenge is finding a, a range uh, near the lower mainland that's willing to host that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we're going to be working in, in that area because we have a couple clubs uh, that are active in that area trying to get some uh, something set up mm-hmm. near you guys. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's definitely a, a lot of shooters here. Was that you that told me or Jason that told me that that range 
Port Coquitlam district. What is it? Port Coquitlam district hunting and fishing. Yeah. Uh, four or 5,000 members. Uh, it, it's gone down a little bit um, since COVID, but yeah, it's in the, like the, honestly, the three to 4,000 range perhaps. Um, but yeah, again, you know, like most of those people come a couple times a year, but no, it's uh, definitely one of the bigger clubs mm -hmm. uh, in the area. And actually one of the only clubs that um, does not have a, a cap on members. So it's just totally free. Anybody can just sign up. Because mm -hmm. I've heard Abbotsford is like the 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 mecca of ranges down here, but they've been full for a while like this. Yeah, quite the waiting list. Well, I mean, it is what it is. If they can make if they can make money on on a capped membership, then the people who do pay for it, they get they get a little more time out there. It's true. Yeah. Um, cool. Rimfire. Uh, did you want to talk about Maple Seed as well a little bit, Travis? Yeah, sure. So uh, we established a partnership with Project Maple Seed last year. They do rifle fundamentals, and generally using a twenty-two. They, they offer courses all over Canada, and it's it's um, you know. You, Mastering the fundamentals of marksmanship using a sling, essentially. Mm -hmm. So they've partnered with us. We have a, an event in Stittsville this year, October 30th. I think that one's sold out. And another one out at Kremlin in London on October 3rd. So that one, uh, I think there's still spots available. But right now, uh, for the guys who signed up before the deadline, we were funding the course 100%. So mm -hmm. we're, uh, we're helping students get out shooting and... Uh, I did the course last year with the the Carlton guys, and I mean, you learn so much. It, it's super helpful if you're into rifle shooting whatsoever. It uh, doesn't matter how much experience you have; you'll learn something. Mm -hmm. And they're they're going to be doing, uh, I think, their Western tour coming up soon. So they're going to be offering uh, events across the country. I think this fall. So if there's one near you that's not a CUSF specific event. We, we can uh, help out with some of the registration costs if you're a CUSF student member. And uh, yeah, the partnership with them is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And what I, is it? What is a typical um, uh, Project Maple Seed event? It's a two day, two day thing, right? It's a, it's a one day. It's a one day. Okay. Yeah. What, so it's what a, typically happens? 25 meters you go and they'll, they'll focus on the five basic uh, fundamental marksmanship skills like sight picture sight alignment you know teaching you standing sitting in prone positions um then at the end you do kind of a, a test you, you shoot a a scored target to see if you get your rifleman patch so that's i think for the you know usually about 25 uh, percent of the shooters can qualify for for the rifle rifleman's patch and uh, it's a full day, that's for mm -hmm. sure. And the next day, you're pretty sore. You're getting into some pretty awkward positions. <laughs> so Advil is probably a good idea. And uh, But yeah, it's a lot of fun. And what's required? Money? Uh, well, for the guys who signed up already, we're, we got that covered. Uh, usually it's around $100, give or take, for the day. Mm -hmm. um, show up with your rifle and... Rifle, to, rifle, pal, rifle, ammo. twenty-two ammo, and you're good to go. They, they do have some loaners that, uh, you know, if you don't have a rifle, uh, they have one or two that they can lend out. Is that uh, pal pal required? It's not. So okay. you're, you're supervised by pal uh, pal holders. So we okay. had, uh, I think, two people last year from the Carlton team who didn't have their pals yet. So yet, yet. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, I highly suggest. I I learned a ton. I'd love to try one. I've been hearing more and more about them. Well, yeah, I, 
I had uh, uh, what's her Kelly Kelly Lennon here from uh, from Slamfire Radio. She she's been on the show a couple of times, so she's uh, she's pretty tight with the Maple Seed people, right? Well, yeah, she's the one of the founders. Yeah, of it. there we go. Yeah, she she runs the uh, the Ontario section, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she's great to work with. She's my primary contact that I use to set up courses and stuff like that. So their website's uh, mapleseedrifleman.com. You can see all their events on there, everything about it. I think they have a couple of YouTube tutorials too, saying you know if you want to attend our events, this is kind of what you need. Cool. Yeah. Um... Here's a quick question on Maple Seed here. Uh, do you have to bring a 22? I don't think you have to. One guy was shooting it last year with uh, a 223. Uh, I think 22 is encouraged. I don't know if they've changed the rule since then to mandate 22, but it's you don't need anything more than a 22. You're only shooting 25 meters. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, all right. Um, anything else, Travis? I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it for programs for this year. I mean, we're always looking for student feedback on the programs because, you know, there's no point designing a program that students aren't interested in. So uh, we're looking for always looking for feedback and um, some other things that we're going to have coming up. I think we're going to be looking at doing a a speed steel challenge so you can shoot anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I saw that on the Discord server this week, today, yesterday. Yeah, we we formed a, a partnership with Silvercore out of BC, mm-hmm. close to you guys. And uh, Travis being on the show, great guy. Yeah, absolutely. He he's super supportive of what we're doing and willing to help us out. So um, we're going to be working with him to try and offer a, a postal tournament for Speed Steel, probably in the summer of 2022. So that's one of the the longer uh, term things. We're also going to be working with them to do um, online range safety officer training. For mm-hmm. all the club executives so uh, we'll have some cusf rso training coming up and uh those are kind of a little bit further down the line but mm-hmm. we, we really want to yeah that'd be good because uh, then we can like more independently organize uh, our own events absolutely and i mean it's just it's good practice right mm-hmm. so um but yeah i really want to push the uh the shotgun leagues and the the rimfire rifle leagues that's kind of our our goal for this year is to get those up and running Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, Travis, if you catch this, I've given out all my hats. I need more hats. <laughs> I gave out the last one actually on the weekend here. It was a fellow that was shooting with Michael's uh, group there. For Silvercore uh, hats. You mean. Yeah, Silvercore hats. Yeah. Beretta, send hats. Savage, send guns. Vortex, we need scopes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get into PRS and I can't afford a scope on my own, so please give. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, Travis, he, I, I had a bunch of uh, Silvercore swag show up on my doorstep here a couple of months ago. So I started giving that out, uh, handed out a bunch of stickers on Sunday. And uh, one fellow there, I asked who, who was, who's done their thing through Silvercore. And uh, one of the fellows put his hands up. So he got a big grin with his, with his hat. Nice. Yeah. They have a pretty big uh, audience and they're, uh, you know, that's who I go my pal from. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. And they're always willing to help out, uh, to help us out. So. Two, two or three episodes, I think, um, that's when I had Travis on, and he was really, really nice to talk to. Absolutely. His podcast is really good, too. This yeah. is a podcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's excellent. He showed he showed the setup he has there on site, his his little room where he records. Fuck, I need one of those. <laughs> anyway, I got to pull out a couch and a cat tree. He's got, like, a little recording studio going on. Nice. Um, all right. Uh, David, Pal yeah. Courses, out at Carlton. What's happening out there? Um, yeah, so one thing that... I thought would be a great idea this year, um, especially with COVID 
putting a pause on a bunch of PAL courses. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it'd be great to kind of see how many Carleton students would actually be interested in getting a PAL and then seeing if we could actually do anything about it. And uh, we were expecting to hear maybe like we sent out a Google form and posted on our Reddit. We posted on the Carleton Discord, a bunch of places. What's, we what's the Reddit? Uh, it's the Carleton University Reddit. Okay. Because um, we've got a lot of people active there and a lot of people active on the Discord. So best spot would be there. And we posted it. We expected maybe 20 responses. I think we're at about 90 uh people saying yeah i'd like to take the pal i'd like to take the r pal i take both um so we collected their emails and we've been working with some instructors in ottawa to actually do some courses with them and we've had i think three courses so far um where it was at least a majority of carlton students uh taking the course mm-hmm. um so we've just been kind of slowly working on that and trying to get as many courses as we can are you guys um, running courses in in Ontario? I'm not sure what you guys' restrictions yeah, are. I'm in BC. Yep, yeah, yeah, we're doing. You guys are running. Okay, they're just crazy backlog because Ooh. a lot of the courses being run today are courses that were planned a year ago or yeah, no doubt. whenever they could have opened. Um, but yeah, so that's something that if you're a club, if you're running the club or something like that, that's something you should be organizing. Uh, try to make it as easy as possible for future PAL holders to get their course because right now it's a lot of work to navigate. Mm-hmm. So if you can make it easy for them, uh, goes a long way mm-hmm. and it benefits your club because we're now getting new members who have licenses or are in the process. So it, uh, it grows your club and it grows the community and, uh, it helps out your fellow students. So definitely something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that we're really pushing as well, trying to get uh, students to get their pals, right? That, that's our main goal, get more people shooting. You start mm-hmm. by doing your pals. So we're providing funding for that as well for uh, some of the students to get their pals. We, we have to work out some of the final details, but there, there's going to be some funding coming your way for for students who take some their pal courses. Mm-hmm. And we, then need to lo- it, we need to lower that barrier of entry, right? Yeah. I was going to say, make sure they, they do their paperwork properly, send that in, because yep. a common question on some of the Facebook groups is, is uh, I applied for blah, blah, blah. Well, how long is the wait now? How long is the wait now? Yep. It keeps coming up, that same question. And people people don't know, but I guess it varies a lot between region. Yeah, Ontario right now, uh, RCMP are saying four months, but from what I've been reading on various forums, it's about two. Okay, that's not bad, actually. So it's, it's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you might be someone who ends up waiting four months and then sucks to be you, but you're going to get it. I think uh, I think I was two or three months when I did mine. I was 28 days right on the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. And I think, uh, oh, we lost someone. Bye, Swally. <laughs> lost, uh, lost Travis there. Oh, no, Travis there. is here. We lost Swally. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, we lost Swally. No. Okay. Um... Hmm. Okay. Well, nice feature of this uh, uh, stream yard is that if the, the host leaves, it, it still goes. We are still live um, without our, our primary host. We'll give him a minute to see if he can uh, get back there on. Again. There he is. Sorry. <laughs> Hello. That, sounds, that was weird. Um, yeah, I heard a little bit and then it just went quiet. Sorry, shorty internet, maybe. Um, Last hour, we were talking about power courses. Four months is down to two months. Give or take, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no people put in their paperwork. Be patient. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm I'd lived in Canada for quite a while, but I am an immigrant. But I don't think that mattered too much on my on my background check. They are a little bit longer now since C seventy one. But uh, is there anything else people can do just to to make sure that they can expedite their applications? Yeah, get your picture taken and get all that done so that when you get your um, when you get your mail for your exam certification thing or whatever it is they send you, you mm -hmm. can send your course and your all of your paperwork right away. Because uh, I know some people just kind of leave it to the last minute and then that can add, you know, a couple of days mm -hmm. just to get your picture. Yeah. Yeah, whatever I did, mine, course. like you said, you, you you do the course, you do your test, but they don't give you that test. They mail it to the yeah. CFO who then stamps it and then mails it back to you. So once you get that, then you can send off your application. Mm -hmm. So while you're waiting, like you said, David, you, you can fill out the application, you can get your picture taken. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I suggest to people is that whenever they do send in their application, they do it by like registered mail or something with a tracking yeah. number. So you can see when the RCMP is, has received it because, you know, you don't want that to get lost in the mail. Uh, and I, seem, I seem to remember there's a special format, not just the regular passport format for, for photo. Yeah, they have their own. Thing. Yeah. It, so it, it, it clearly it, stated, but you yeah. just have to make sure you're following it so there's no hiccups. I just passport want a photo will usually work, though. Okay, because I went to London lenient. Drugs. I went to London Drugs and I just told them it was for a pal and they, they kind of knew what they were doing. Yeah, you can do your own as well. Yeah. Okay. I've heard of people taking selfies like it's okay. I would do it right, but you yeah, know, no, I I didn't uh, I did I heard about the long wait time, so I'm like I'm going to textbook yeah, the shit out of this. Definitely. Um, yeah. another couple things you can do is so it's a minimum 28 day wait time. Mm -hmm. Um, so keep that in mind, and then also you can just continually like check your credit card. When you get the credit card charged, that means that they've opened it. Um, so that's progress. And then after you see the credit card charge, call them every two, maybe one or two weeks just to say like, hey, what's going on? Because uh, a couple of the people um, that I know that were in the process of that, one of them, I told him, just just call, see what's going on. And he called and I guess there was some issue mm -hmm. uh, with the paperwork. And since he had called, they were able to fix it right away. And he got his pal shipped out the week after that. Nice. And, you know, if you don't call, they might call you in a month or two. Like, they'll just put your put your paperwork aside and work on someone else's. So. Yeah. yeah. Every time I call the CFO for either power-related stuff or restricted transfers or so something, for some reason, about four days later, it's approved. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll wait uh, a couple <laughs> weeks after the transfer call. And then, like, yeah, it'll be another couple weeks. And then it comes through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the latest now with moving restrictions? Because I shoot just uh, unrestricted. There's no major changes beside the fact that you now have to get uh, an ATT when bringing a restricted to a gunsmith. Besides so that, everything border. is yeah, 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 or yeah. to the border. Okay, um, yeah, you, but you can go to your you can go to your normal range. Go to your range normally. Okay, to day to day Okay, and hopefully. With the handgun, at least, uh, hopefully you can just take the barrel off and get that brought, so you don't actually have to bring the registered part, because mm -hmm. um, that is a pain. Because if you're going on the weekend, CFO's not open, you can't call them. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. As far as I know, sports still growing, uh, despite COVID. I know a lot of people have been busy buying. I've seen a lot of activity online. 
and there's a lot of a lot of these organizations like ours like maple seed like um what was the other one we talked about oh rps yeah grow really growing in the last couple of years like physically not a lot of events happening but a lot of things happening in the background so when we are open everything's ready to go yeah i, so I just hosted a crps event mm -hmm. uh in august and there was like 40 people that came to it and i mean some people drove from like 12 hours away really so people are really wanting to get out shooting yeah was that one of the outlaw ones no it was the uh canadian rimfire precision series yeah. so you're shooting out to 300 meters okay but the outlaw the outlaw started with what's his name rick rick it started yeah. with him right yeah and he does the crps as well so. yeah. yeah does he still have a podcast it used to be on wednesdays yep they're, they're okay. still going rimfire right. nation Rimfire Nation, check him out Wednesday uh, at whatever o'clock. I think it's nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, he's been on the show as well. He was quite a nice guy. He, uh, yeah, he, it's a lot. He like he started that and it's really exploded. It's taken off. Yeah. They, and I mean, looking at the amount of money some people spend on the Rimfire rifles, it's <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think Kelly's rifle, Kelly again from Slamfire Radio. I think her rifle's worth about the same as my car. Yeah. Like her twenty-two. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I put some money in mine. I'll yeah. be honest. Shooting <laughs> twenty two is supposed to be a cheap rifle. Yeah, it's all for fun. But it looks. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anything else, gentlemen? We're coming up in forty minutes here. It's for for events. Uh, what do you guys do at Carlton? Like, do do they students need pals? Do they need to get so... new members? How do they get involved? For events this year, uh, you're gonna have to be a CUSF member. Um, it's 15 bucks. Um, and then we are gonna be requiring pals for our events, um, at least the ones that are just organized by our club, because it's uh, a little bit of a liability issue, not only with uh, the CUSF, but also with Carlton. Um, you're talking yeah, about Carlton Shotgun, right? Well, with, with Carlton, Carlton the university. Well, yeah. Um, and yeah, with events this year, I still don't know what's happening. Carlton, CUSA, I don't know. They're not being the most open with us right now, and they're not really answering emails. So, <laughs> CUSA is a really regional thing, I think. You're the, you're the only only the second person I've heard say CUSA. Um, no, CUSA is the, the, um, the student associate, Carlton yeah. University student. Oh, Association. okay, not CUSF. Okay, no, no. Because no. that's when I had the ladies on, they kept saying CUSF all the time as well. I'm like, what's CUSF? And then like this. I'm like, oh, CUSF. Okay. That's yeah, us. For, for, yeah. events, for us, uh, just follow our social media and then it'll be, we're working on it. We're trying to talk to ranges, but again, we don't have any dates set, not only because we don't have one organized yet, but because we don't even know if we're allowed to run them yet. So okay. we'll, we'll get back. <laughs> mm -hmm. We don't know. Oh, fair enough. I saw Carlton Firearms Association. What's that's a separate club. They're they're trying to run one right now. They're running one September twenty fifth, I think, right? Or yeah, they're they're trying it. to. Um, it it seems like again, um, with what I've read and seen, it seems like clubs are running events, or at least they're running practices and they're um, they're starting back events. But CUSA has not formally said we can run one. So, so it's e easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission at this point. 
Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're they're the the CFA is doing everything right, so I don't, you know, it'll be a great event. I'm going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. Um, bunch of guns and bunch of new shooters. Hopefully, get more people interested. And no power required for that, though, right? No power required for that one, yeah. And and oh, sorry, I misspoke. With our events too, it's also no pal. Um, I was thinking our practices, but with our events, that's for unlicensed shooters, um, and it's really just to introduce you guys to shooting sports um, with shotguns. So depending on the range, we we actually do the course at or do the event at. Uh, it could be skeet, it could be trap, it could be five stand. We don't know. All depends. Somebody listening and wanting to get into this and wanting to do a little bit of shopping ahead of time, what would be some entry-level recommendations for rifles? For uh, 22s? No, for uh, for the shotguns. For shotguns. Um, depending on your budget, um, I mean, I recommended to one of my, uh, my teammates, I recommended a Beretta A300 or of that variety. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about six to 800 bucks and it's going to last you a lifetime. It's a semi. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my recommendation. I mean, you, you can buy whatever you want at the end of the day. You can buy a cheap shotgun. I, I'm not the kind of person to recommend a cheap shotgun. Um, what, what did you I start? like things that work. I started, well, I started with a, uh, a Breda 686 silver pigeon. I still have it and I still use it. Uh, that's entry level to competition. It's, it's, it's an expensive gun. It's a, it's going to run you like 1.8 K. Um, okay. used and I, I recommend you buy everything used honestly was that a hand-me-down or did you buy it new yeah yeah no okay. if i bought it new i wouldn't be able to afford it it's like, it's like 25 or more. yeah plus tax it's crazy um but yeah like an, an a300 um beretta last your yeah. lifetime mm-hmm. it's a semi it's gonna work it's a great gun looks good too um if you're looking at a cheaper over under i've seen some satori's some browning satori's um, so I have the synergy. Um, yep. the, uh, synergy I, I think the, the Satori isn't actually much cheaper than the, the Beretta pigeon. Uh, it depends. The, um... So with the Satori, I've seen a lot of fixed choke models that are yeah, around 1.3 thousand. Yeah. And they're, they're yeah. cheaper and, but they're fixed chokes. So that's something you have to yeah. keep in mind and you have to find the right one. Cause you see a lot of full fulls and you're not going to use that for skeet. Um, yeah. but today I saw a, uh, a modified over IC. So that could be used for skeet and, and trap 1. As well, 3 yeah. grand. Yeah, even for trap, yeah. And yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you could spend, you know, however much it costs to get a gunsmith to uh to dremel it, but yeah, it's probably not worth it at that point. So especially if you're new, it's definitely a case of diminishing returns. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't spend more than yeah, a thousand dollars in your first gun. That that fits perfectly um, with our uh, sponsor. Savage, right? There there's yes. Steven there's Steven's yep. five fifty five shotguns retail for Oh, suggested price nine hundred and five bucks. Yeah, you got an, an over under with uh, it has everything chokes, you need. Everything you need, but I think the most important thing is get a gun it, that fits you. Yes, right. Don't don't, don't go get a Breda because we say get a Breda or a Savage because we say get a Savage. You should talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Get out to the range days and try different guns and make sure that they fit you properly. And again, if you check out the uh, Shotgun One Hundred and One webinar that we did yeah. on our YouTube channel. We did a whole segment on how do you fit the the gun properly. Now I know Dean might get mad at me for saying this because he's uh, he's all about fit of a gun over the actual gun. 
but you know, at the end of the day, if it's your first gun, you know, get what you get, what you want, get what you can afford. It it's your first gun. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, some people care a lot more about buying something that they know that they'll be using for the rest of their life, but it's the first gun. You can make a mistake. You're going to buy many more. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you'll learn from what you do and don't like, because if you're a new shooter, you might not know what necessarily you're looking for and what fit feels good. I mean, there's some that might, you know, not hurt when you shoot it. Um, but that's about all you'll be able to say because you just don't have the knowledge or the experience. So at the end of the day, if it's your first gun, you know, do, do your research, but you probably can't go wrong with yeah. really anything you look at. That's where I said, try, like get out to the practices or the range days and try the different guns and talk to somebody who knows what a proper shotgun should feel like if you're, yeah. if you're a new shooter, because mm -hmm. it might feel good to you, but maybe, you know, the, the comb is too high and you're, you're not, you're not getting the hits that maybe you should, yep. because if you got a, a different model of gun, maybe it would fit you a little bit better. Yeah. And that's one thing about uh, people in this community is they love talking about their guns. So oh, if, you yeah. see, if you see something fun at a range, see who's been handling it and go over and talk to them and say, Hey, what's that? And, uh, and they'll talk your ear off and tell you, uh, tell you about that rifle. And, uh, another thing with fit too, um, Dean helped me actually, uh, when I first started with the club, um, there's, there's fit. So, you know, there's you being able to comfortably hold the gun, but then there's also shooting it. So if you get an opportunity to actually shoot the gun, it's really important that you know how to hold it. Um, cause if you don't know how to hold it, you might be bruising your cheek and then you're going to say, Oh, I don't like this gun, but it's not the gun. That's necessarily the problem it might be you. So, uh, actually knowing how to shoot it can, can really make a difference. Yeah. That's where we're hoping to have our shotgun one-on-one clinic, uh, rolled out. Hopefully this fall, it might be kind of winter, but we'll, we'll have to see. We're just putting the final details on the curriculum for it. But again, it's like it's really important to get that proper training, whether it's shotgun or rifle, because, you know, it's really easy to develop bad habits and it's really Definitely. hard to undo them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's worthwhile to, like you said, hang out at the range and, you know, there's a million people who are willing to help or get involved with the student clubs You know, that they'll take you out. And they usually have a coach who yep. can help. We have as a coach. Well, right? Yeah. We've got that webinar episode on the uh, YouTube channel, correct? Yeah. So we got uh, Shotgun 101 and we got Rimfire Rifle 101. We talked about fit and sling use on that one too. So it's the same thing with rifles, right? Like you want one that, that will fit you properly, but you can do a lot more to make your rifle fit. Like I've got a, a CZ 457, but the, you know, the, the stock was too low for me. So I just got a piece of Kydex and made my own cheek riser on it. You, you don't exactly want to do that to a nice wooden shotgun, but you know, a plastic synthetic stock. I've I, seen people with uh, yeah. duct tape and <laughs> styrofoam. Uh, you know what? It's your gun. Do what you want with it. Yeah. Well, the, the project maple seed special is the uh, med wrap or the vet wrap with a uh, pipe foam over top. You just put that over it and you just yep. wrap the stock. It's a temporary fix, but it gets you, Does gets the, you the right, the right fit. You guys have any more webinar episodes uh, planned? Yeah, we're, I'm hoping to do um, coming up this fall a pistol 101 mm -hmm. webinar, and the other one that I'd like to do, uh, it's probably going to be with Travis from Silvercore. Is uh, so you got your pal now what? Right, you, you know how to safely handle a gun, but it's do you know how to shoot a gun? Because mm -hmm. you, you don't get taught that in your pal course, right? You you get taught 
keep your trigger finger off the trigger and don't point the gun at anybody. That's pretty much how, if you could summarize it in one sentence, but you know, nobody tells you focus on the front side of a pistol mm -hmm. or this is the grip pressure you should apply, or, you know, this is what you should look for when you're buying your first gun. So we're hoping yeah. to do a, you know, be, beyond the pal as a resource for students. That'd be a good name for an episode. There you go. Or for a webinar. That's what Dave and I decided when we first started doing this podcast is uh, we started out with, like we had um, his buddy in Alberta who, I forget his name, episode Delano. Two, Delano. We had Delano on, talked our ear off about hunting and, and he's he's an instructor as well. So this is how you get your pal. This is what you need to do. And we touched on some of the things we spoke about today. And then we had Melanie on. She owns a gun, uh, gun shop in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? Yeah. Yeah, uh, very very nice lady. She was so nice to talk to. She loves this sport so much. Oh yeah. Uh, episode three, I think, and I think episode four is when we had um, shotguns, and then we went into rifles and handguns and stuff. Just like, like as a one, two, three, four, five episodes of of now what, now what, now what. Yeah. So the webinars are designed to take a little bit of a deeper dive mm -hmm. into like the podcast. You can cover so much, but the webinars we're not broadcasting to to YouTube. We're doing them live. It's more of a, a how-to. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're having firearms handling mm -hmm. uh, on the webinar itself because we're doing it through a, a third party that allows yeah. us to do that. And, you know, you, we get the professionals to show us. Like you said, we had Kelly on to show you how to put your sling on. We have, you know, Dean showing you how to properly mount a shotgun mm -hmm. on these webinars. So it's we're trying – it's a two-hour format, and we're trying to get into some of the, the, the finer details. You're still limited on what you can do, but – you know, we're, we're trying to concentrate on a topic and get people some practical knowledge. Any uh, any date on when that would be coming out? To be determined. <laughs> I, yeah, TV. I've been busy trying to set up all the leagues and stuff. That's taken up all my time now. I'm starting to get a little hole in my schedule. So we're, I'm hoping to have one maybe October. We'll see. Either October or uh, November. Schedule. That reminds me. I was going to ask earlier. I, we've got a new website now. Still same, CUSF.ca. Uh, but we've got somebody revamping it for us. Do we have an event calendar on there? Yeah. So um, whenever you log into the website, um, you, I think you go down, if you go to the menu and programs, you can log in at the bottom and then it will show you the event calendar. So we have it set up. So there's a reminder, you know, hand in your shotgun scores by the end of this, mm -hmm. the, this month. This is when we're doing the maple seeds. Um, we've, put all of the information for the the leagues on there there's some permissions issues we're working through to get the uh the rules and the score sheets downloadable for the public so that should be fixed in the next day or two mm -hmm. um all the scores are going to be tracked online through the website that's accessible right now it's just a link to to google drive and um yeah we're hoping to have the rest of the stuff up by the end of the week but the CUSF website is where you can find all our stuff. And I'm going to be emailing out all of the uh, the PDFs of the scores and the rules to all the, the club presidents that I have on our email tonight. Nice. So okay. David can get shooting and put some scores in. Yeah, and it will be, they'll be able to look up his, historic scores of different events as well, right? Yeah, we're going to have uh, you know the scores for each month, your best four scores, rank. Mm -hmm. uh, all that is going to be available online. Awesome. Yeah, no, I I was involved in Highland Games a couple of years ago, and um, and there's a website that that tracks all the events through basically North America. And you can look up whatever event you were at or another event that somebody else was at. And you can look up the athlete and what scores they got for whatever events. 
Yeah, that's essentially practice uh, score for yeah. like uh, Steel Challenge and Ipsic and uh, ORPS stuff. So to participate in the Rimfire Precision League, you have to set up a practice score account because everything is tracked through that. Okay. Cool. All right. Oh, um, I know you were asking for uh, kind of events and things that students would be interested in. One of the students today mentioned something related to handguns. So uh, possibly at some point you guys could set up something like uh, intro to IPSC or IDPA or Steel Challenge, just literally anything about pistols and uh, handguns and knowledge and you know all, all of that stuff. I think that yeah, would be, uh, that'll probably be um, our uh, Pistol 101 webinar. Uh, and I'd like to do that coming up. I know we had... Um, forget his name we had him on the uh our annual general meeting when we had the the conference he, he was an excellent speaker i'd like to get him back on um i forget his name he, he did a talk all about pistols at our yeah. annual general general meeting there so yeah i don't remember who he was but yeah i liked his presentation yeah david i'll send you the link to the pistol episode we did here um, Sounds good. We had, some, we had some people on you. If you want to pass that on to that student, yeah, I'll forward it on. All right, uh, that's that's all I've got in my notebook. Anything else? Anybody else want to do? We don't have any giveaways or anything happening right now, right? Not at the moment that I know of. Okay, I We've mean, been, the, the best way to get in on giveaways is to participate in the leagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what what is the next CUSF thing coming up that we should remind everybody to to keep an eye out for? Um. Just take a look at the website in a couple of days to register for the league. You have to fill out um, a registration form mm -hmm. for whatever you want to participate in. Take a look at the rules and essentially just get out shooting, get people getting their pals. That's really what we want to focus on. Yeah. I saw taken across the bottom of the screen here. I've got the website, uh, cusf.ca. On Instagram, Canadian University Shooting Federation, and also the CUSF Women. They've got their own group. On Facebook, Canadian University Shooting Federation. And on uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, uh, Down the Bell with the CUSF. And we're also on YouTube, Down the Bell with the CUSF. Yeah, Rahina is working on something for the women's program as well. I, I'm touching base with her. And uh, they're meeting to discuss events coming up. So stay tuned for that as well. Awesome. Lots, lots down the pipe, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, pun, pun intended. Um, all right. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? Otherwise, I'll do sponsors again, and we can sign off. All good. I think that's it. Yeah, nothing for me. Da, da, da. Okay, so I will. Um, getting lots of messages here. It's been a busy first episode. Um, all right. So again, thanks very much, David and Travis and Michael Stone for joining me at the CUSF Down the Barrel. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsors again, Cabela's and their outdoor fund. Please round up when you buy your, your goods at um, Cabela's. Thank you very much for Stitchfield Shooting Rangers in Ontario. Thank you for helping us out with our events. Uh, Vortex Nation, thank you very much for your patronage and for sending us swag and uh, prizes. Beretta, same thing. Thank you very much for sponsoring and all the swag. Please send more. And Savage, welcome aboard. Thank you very much for all the cool stuff you guys have sent us, and hopefully we'll keep sending us. Uh, that's it for uh, Swally Sweet and uh, Down the Belt CSF. Have a good night. See you. See you guys. See
Thank you again for tuning in. We meet again on the next podcast.